It's time to eat. What are you hungry for? Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Ross Tucker and Joe Dolan. Feed me now! I'm starving! On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby! It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast, and if you're looking for a place to make your online wagers, head over to betonline.ag, promo code podcast one. Your online sportsbook experts. He is Joe Dolan. He's an absolute stud, number one ranked fantasy analyst in the world over the last five years based on them evaluating grades, rankings before the season, and then how the season ultimately plays out at FG underscore. Dolan. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years, bunch of podcasts, at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter and Instagram. If you're a Facebook person, facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. All of the shows are available over at Ross Tucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found. And you can always be alerted immediately when a new show has been posted if you follow at RTF Podcast on Twitter. Before we get, Joe, to the conference championship weekends and strategy and stuff, I did want to ask you a couple of questions coming out of the divisional round. Before I do that, though, we know what this weekend's about. It's conference championship week. Time for two of the teams playing this weekend. Time is up. Just like some of you when it comes to fantasy football. But you can still get your fantasy fix this weekend with DraftKings. Draft your lineup. Feel the sweat like never before. Every run, throw, catch. It just means more when you have a DraftKings lineup on the line. Cannot tell you how fun it is to have a DFS lineup for these weekends, for this day. So many of my buddies play it. You get a free shot at over $750,000 with your first deposit. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing users can get a deposit bonus up to $500. That's some extra cash to play with throughout the playoffs. Download the DraftKings app now. And use code FEAST for a limited time. Both new and existing users, that's the key, can get a deposit bonus up to $500 on your next deposit. New users, be sure to enter code FEAST during sign-up. And you'll also get a free shot at over $750,000 with your first deposit. That's code FEAST. And you can get a deposit bonus up to $500 only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Deposit bonus requires a 25-time playthrough. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. All right, Joe. So, like I said, before we get to the two conference championship games, I do have a couple sort of bigger picture questions that I wanted to get your thoughts on, in particular on the teams that that lost in the divisional round, since that's still fresh in my mind. Uh, Let's go with the Ravens, and in particular, 
Lamar Jackson. I know it's early, but what are you thinking for him next year? And did what the Titans do on Saturday night change your thinking at all? I mean, he still put up a lot of yards and Mm -hmm. stuff, or not at all? Well, I mean, he put up over 500 yards in that game. A lot of it was in garbage time. And as we know, garbage time counts for fantasy, but you do have to take it into context when you're talking about consistency and sustainability and all those things. What the Titans did to Lamar Jackson does not change my opinion at all on him. Um, I I thought Dean Pease did a phenomenal job. Um, I I think you've even had Greg Cosell on the podcast, and he said, look, it it isn't a secret with Lamar Jackson. He was an exceptional thrower between the numbers in college. He's been an exceptional thrower between the numbers in the NFL. I thought Dean Pease did a great job forcing more passes to the perimeter. You could see those out patterns that Lamar Jackson was throwing were kind of fluttering a little bit. He was overthrowing them. They were inaccurate. I thought Dean Pease did a good job playing to Lamar Jackson's weaknesses as a passer. But we know as a runner, he's just spectacular. And my first thought is, if Lamar Jackson's going in the top 24 picks overall, which is where I expect him to be going, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts going in the back end of the first round. My first thought, my instinct, and this is something from just years of playing fantasy football, is I'm not paying that cost. However, because he is so unique, because the rushing floor is so high, because there's a chance that they even improve at wide receiver, they get him more receivers. And that's the other thing. I mean, aside from Marquise Brown, the tight ends, he doesn't really have a whole lot to throw to. I am willing to let somebody convince me otherwise that I shouldn't fade Lamar Jackson. I typically, I I just recoil. I retch at the thought of paying that much for a quarterback. I'm never the first person to take a quarterback in a fantasy league, but because of his skill set, I am willing to be convinced otherwise when I do a deep dive into the numbers. And, and that's the thing. I think Lamar Jackson is probably going to get better as a passer. Now, maybe the touchdown rate shrinks, but his weapons weren't the greatest. I think there is a chance that Lamar Jackson has a similar season statistically next year. Now, we saw it with Patrick Mahomes. You take the under. When you have a season this all-time great, you take the under, and you feel good about making that bet. But I am willing to reconsider my thought on the quarterback just because of how unique Lamar Jackson is. Interesting. Um, It's from that game, so even though they're still in it, again, this is big picture for next year. Your thoughts on Derrick Henry, this run he's on, this season he had, and what that means for him next year? Well, I uh, w- w- with um, uh, Derrick Henry, you said. Yes. Well, Derrick Henry, obviously. <sighs> Another thing with him is I have a blind spot to running backs who don't really catch the football, and he just doesn't do it. That being said, he is the most—I mean, he's the most important running back in the game right now. But I wonder how long the Tennessee Titans can continue to win like this. I wonder how much longer they can continue to win with with 
Derrick Henry running for 190 and Ryan Tannehill throwing for 150. He's actually thrown for only 160 in two playoff games. I wonder how sustainable this is, or is this just something where they're saying, hey, we're really good at this, we have found our identity, and we are going to try to carry this forward into the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. So Derrick Henry, I think, is going to be a first-round pick. Uh, I have no problems with people thinking that. But taking a running back whose career high in catches is 18 in the first round might be something I recoil at. So he's kind of unique in in regards to it, with Lamar Jackson as well. This is just such a unique statistical profile that I have to ask myself, is this sustainable or is this somebody who, who eventually things are going to catch up to him and the inefficiency because he's not a great pass catcher is going to hurt him? It, it's a fascinating question. Yeah, that's why th- th- those are the two guys really from the weekend more than any other that jumped out to me. You know, I was just mm-hmm. thinking, I wonder what Lamar's, where he's going to get drafted next year after this year he had. And I wonder where Derrick Henry's going to get drafted next year. And I know we'll have more time for that in the offseason. We're going to have some cool guests and get into a bunch of other things. But I still just, while those were fresh in my mind watching those games, I was pretty curious to get your opinion. By the way, if you're curious about how to take your TV watching game to the next level, you can use a VPN to unlock movies and shows that are typically only available in other countries. So, like, you can use ExpressVPN to watch Fresh Prince of Bel Air on Australian Netflix, which is sweet. Or a favorite for my wife and I. How I Met Your Mother on German Netflix. It's so easy. ExpressVPN hides your IP address, lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from almost 100 different countries. So think about all the Netflix libraries you can go through. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but I use ExpressVPN because it's ridiculously fast and they are ridiculously smart enough to advertise on my podcast, which shows you that they know what the heck they're doing. And I never even knew much about VPNs before ExpressVPN. Now I'm ExpressVPN for life. Compatible with all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more. Watch what you want on the go or on the big screen wherever you are. If you go to expressvpn.com slash feast, you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash feast. Speaking of feast, Joe, let's feast on these two conference championship games. Um, talk to me about DFS Conference Championship Sunday, what it is, how it changes, etc. Well, uh, you need to take some some swings for the fences here. And because you know the ownership for some of the high-owned players is going to be just through the roof. Patrick Mahomes, it's going to be through the roof. Derrick Henry, it's going to be through the roof. George Kittle, going to be through the roof. So 
with uh, and it's also impossible to build a lineup with all those prices. So you're going to have to take some calculated risks and understand, hey, if I'm not going to finish first, I might finish last. It's not really the type of of, of game where you could say, I'm going to try to finish middle of the road and cash. It's really not that. You do have to take some calculated risks and cash game players who who like to play things a little bit more conservatively, maybe you don't play some of the higher GPPs are going to have to decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to have to change my mindset. And there are a couple interesting players that you can do it with on this slate because, once again, Ross, just four, just four teams going. It's just a much smaller pool of players to work with. You are going to have to take those risks that otherwise you might not want to. Okay, let's start with the AFC matchup, Joe, and we can talk through a little bit how we see this game going. It's the Titans – and the Chiefs, man, I feel like I feel like we know, Joe, what the Titans want to try to do. And I guess I just think, much like I thought about the Ravens game, whichever team gets a lead in this game, the, the, the game could look very differently based upon that. Well, and I completely agree. And let's start with the Titans because we we saw the Titans were able to play their game against Baltimore because they got out to the lead. And then there were the turnovers and then the turnover on downs. And then Ryan Tannehill took the deep shot to Khalif Raymond. And that ended up being really what was kind of the the dagger there and the Ravens never really recovered. And I want to start there with Ryan Tannehill because, as I mentioned earlier, he's thrown for just 160 yards in two playoff games. Even when the Titans beat the Chiefs earlier this year, Ryan Tannehill threw for just 181 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he also added 37 yards rushing, but when they beat them earlier this year, he didn't exactly go off. He just played efficiently. But I think it's extremely fair to come out here and say that Ryan Tannehill is going to have to do more if the Titans are going to go into Arrowhead and win and they won the last time they won it was in uh, in Nashville so I think Ryan Tannehill is going to have to do more I think his legs could be a very important part of what they do and while I think just about everybody is going to end up ranking Tannehill fourth of the four quarterbacks playing this this week just because of the recent history. I'm not so sure that he doesn't have more upside for DFS than somebody like Aaron Rodgers, who was abysmal the last time that the Packers played the 49ers. So I'm actually looking at Ryan Tannehill, who's somebody who might be a little bit interesting uh, on this slate. I think for sure, uh, I, I would be surprised if the if the if the Titans are able to win this game without Ryan. Ryan Tannehill throwing 20 plus passes. And I know that's a terribly low bar to cross this day and age in the NFL, but in his last three games, including week 17, he threw 20 passes, then 15 passes, then 14 passes. He hasn't thrown for over 200 yards since week 16. I actually think that's going to change. I think Ryan Tannehill could be one of those sneaky plays where, hey, everybody's going to be on Mahomes. Maybe I'll pivot away. I'll go to the guy who's thrown for only 160 yards the last two weeks. Hmm. All right. I like that. I can see that. Now let's talk pass catchers for him mm -hmm. and who might be a contrarian play. We know about AJ Brown, even Johnu Smith. I mean, is it stupid to say possible contrarian plays like a, a Raymond hit happens to hit a couple deep posts 
or maybe Corey Davis, who I think still plays for the Titans. I'm not sure. I'm not I'll 100% sure of that, Ross. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Really and honestly, um, was it this year or last year that he tore the Eagles up? Two years ago? It was two years ago. It was ago. last year. That's unbelievable. Like, he showed he can be good. I, I, I don't really get that one. I guess there's only so many footballs to go around. But I'm just sitting here thinking – Davis or maybe Raymond a couple deep shots or maybe Ferkser somehow yeah. gets like two touchdowns. I don't know. Yeah, and that there's where you're there's where you have to say, all right, I'm gonna make a low end bet here. Anthony Ferkser scored a touchdown against New England in uh in the in the wild card round. He didn't have a catch against Baltimore last week. And you know what? Those things are gonna happen when your quarterback is throwing for under hundred yards. But Ferkser might be a guy you can uh you can take a shot on. Khalif Raymond, as you mentioned, Ross, it was his only target last week. He hasn't been targeted more than three times in a game this season. But last time out against Kansas City, he did have a 52-yard catch. He had the 50 he had the 45-yard touchdown against Baltimore last week. They used design shot plays, and I wouldn't be stunned to see it happen again. I wouldn't be stunned to see maybe uh Tennessee forces a turnover or they they back Kansas City up and force them to punt from deep in their own territory. And if they and if they've got the ball around midfield, they take another shot and Raymond is one of their deep threats. Now, A.J. Brown has not been very good, or at least, at the, at the very least, very productive in the first two playoff games. He has just two catches and one carry through two playoff games. While Kansas City's defense has really, really improved, it's not Stephon Gilmore, and it's not that loaded Baltimore secondary with Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, and Jimmy Smith. This is a better matchup for A.J. Brown, and I would be stunned if he doesn't go over one catch. After catching just one pass, by the way, in three of his last four games, I think A.J. Brown's probably going to be a pretty critical part of what the Tennessee Titans do in this game. As for Derrick Henry, uh, I don't even know what his price is, but is it worth paying up, Joe? Of course it is, because he's going to get the ball 30 times in this game. You know, maybe he catches an, uh, another pass or two. That's basically the only way that he's caught passes is when they set up screens for him. And uh, keep in mind, the Chiefs defensive tackle, Chris Jones, who's dealing with that leg injury, doesn't look like he's going to play. Uh, something that maybe you wait up, up until game time. But that would be a big loss for the Chiefs, who have actually been really solid against the run recently. So that would be a big loss for Kansas City. Derrick Henry, I, I mean, all analysis goes out the window. He's he's going to be the the, the high-priced pri- high uh, fantasy play of the week on DFS. He's going to be the highest-priced guy. And it's for good reason, because he is the engine that makes the Titans offense go. The question is... Is he going to be able to play those more than 80% snap shares if Kansas City is able to score, which the previous two opponents, the Tennessee Titans, have played so far, this playoffs were not able to do so? Let's get to the Chiefs. Um, They scored seven straight touchdowns, Joe. That's pretty good. Um, What do you think about them? You know, they're a unique team because of all the different weapons they have, all of the different talent. Is it one of the running backs is it Sammy Watkins is there a contrarian play there uh well for sure I now here's the thing with Kansas City I want to ask you a question did you think that game was over at any point in the first half um I never thought it was over but I would say when it was 24 nothing that it just did not I did not think it was the Chiefs day and I thought there was probably I'd say 75% chance that they would lose the game 
25% chance that they would win. And then after they scored like the second touchdown to make it 24-14. No, after the fake punt and the Chiefs scored, I felt like there was a 150% chance the Chiefs would win. Oh, I, I thought I thought everybody probably felt the same way, but it just felt like in Arrowhead you never wanted to count the Chiefs out. And this is going to be another interesting one where maybe you take a deep shot here. And and the the guy who jumps out to me for a different reason is Demarcus Robinson because I don't know if I have seen a player in an individual game struggle with drops the way Demarcus Robinson struggled last week for for Kansas City and you wonder if that gives Kansas City impetus to take more shots down the field to Sammy Watkins or even somebody like Nicole Hardman and look you you get a guy like Nicole Hardman who's playing a quarter of the snaps any given week Most of the time, that guy's not even in consideration for DFS. But when you have four teams going, maybe even you're playing a single game of showdown slate. He's somebody you might need to sneak into your lineup. And you wonder if there's a reason for Kansas City. You know, Hardman had had a great return, helped change the game. Maybe there is something in that – in Kansas City, maybe taking Demarcus Robinson off the field, putting Hardman more on the field. Uh, and then obviously you look at Tyreek Hill, who didn't have the greatest of games last week, obviously took the hit. And then and more, Hollywood Brown went over 100 yards in that game uh, for Baltimore. A lot of it was late in the game, but Lamar Jackson made a great throw between a couple of defenders and Brown made a great grab um, before that game was out of hand. I think Tyree Kill probably has some upside. And I also think Sammy Watkins, who I think is basically everybody's least favorite player in the NFL at this point because he never seems to do anything. He's somebody who always is going to uh, command a low percentage of ownership just because people think he's overpaid, he's overrated, whatever. But Tennessee, I think, is susceptible to big plays. So I would look in all three of those directions. Hill, obviously, is going to be the most expensive. But maybe you can even take a shot on on a Mecole Hardman. And if you're really desperate and you really want to create a little bit of a, a little bit of diversity in your lineup, well, Demarcus Robinson, after having like five drops last week, maybe he's somebody you can put in your lineup as well, thinking he's going to bounce back. Speaking of putting things in their lineup, Joe, I know you've been telling me the last couple weeks about the underwear and undershirts you've put in your lineup, and you're dying to tell the dudes about it, so go ahead. Well, Ross, when it comes to comfort, and comfort down below especially, there's underwear, And then there's Tommy John, the revolutionary clothing brand that has redefined comfort for Americans everywhere, most importantly me. To put it simply, Tommy John doesn't give an F. They give three Fs, fabric, fit, and function. Tommy John's obsesses over every little detail and stitch by using proprietary fabrics that perform like nothing you have ever worn before. As a result, Tommy John's men's and women's underwear sport a no-wedgie guarantee – That is no wedgies, no adjusting yourself throughout the day. Comfortable, stay put waistbands and a range of fabrics that are luxuriously soft, feather light, and most importantly, moisture wicking. It is breathable and designed to move with you, not against you. That means there's no bunching, no riding up. Tommy John is so confident in their underwear that if you don't love your first pair, you can get a full refund with their best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee that's the best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee if you prefer to shop in stores you can find them in over 1200 retail locations across the country including nordstrom stores nationwide tommy john no adjustment needed 
Give three Fs about your underwear and upgrade with Tommy John today. Hurry to TommyJohn.com slash feast for 20% off your first order. That's 20% off TommyJohn.com slash feast for 20% off TommyJohn.com slash feast. Feast. I love it. I also love when you feast on the Packers Niners matchup. Let's start with the pack, Joe. Well, if I'm going to pick one of these two games to repeat from what happened earlier this season, these teams played, I believe, in Week 12, and it was a 37-8 49ers drubbing, I would pick it to be this game because I think the 49ers look so good on the defensive line. Now, Aaron Rodgers, the last time these two teams played, he averaged 3.15 yards per pass attempt. If a running back averages 3.15 yards per rush attempt, the guy's out of the league. That's how bad it was for this passing game last time out against San Francisco. San Francisco sacked Aaron Rodgers five times. They forced him to throw the ball away. Everybody talks about, oh, he's been too conservative. I think that game is probably the the number one game you turn on this year from Aaron Rodgers saying that he's too conservative, he's not taking shots down the field, and the 49ers just had their way. Now, Rodgers came out last week against Seattle and made a couple of absolutely big-time throws, we know, to seal the game down the field. Uh, Devontae Adams could not be covered. He, I don't think anybody was within five yards of Devontae Adams whenever um, – he made uh whenever he made a catch I mean he just completely smoked the Seattle defense I love Devontae Adams this week but you have to keep in mind it wasn't pretty for him last time out either just seven for 43 and a touchdown on 12 targets he had 43 of Aaron Rodgers's 104 passing yards in that game I actually do not like Aaron Rodgers at all. I think he's probably a guy I would only really fire up in a GPP and I wonder if he's going to command more more respect and a higher level level of ownership simply because he is named Aaron Rodgers. So I actually think Ryan Tannehill, believe it or not, as stupid as that sounds, has more upside this week than Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback position. Wow. All right. Um, anything else on the Packers before we get to the Niners? Well, I think uh, Aaron Jones is going to be uh, a really important player for them when, when, as uh, Matt LaFleur tries to dip his toes into the water to see what, what Rodgers he's going to get in this game. Um, he had uh, he didn't uh, he had a great game or at least usage wise against the Seahawks last week. Um, Jamal Williams is back. I don't think that's a huge uh, I don't think that's a huge issue. The problem is Dalvin Cook was a zero last week uh, uh, against against the 49ers. I think he had just 18 yards rushing and six catches for eight yards. Um, uh, Aaron Jones, his touchdown splits are huge. Um, he obviously uh, was a massive touchdown scorer, but he scored fewer on the road than he did at home. He's more of a GPP play, especially given how expensive he is. Uh, with this 49er, uh, with this 49er uh, pass rush, this defensive line, I think this is a really tough matchup for Aaron Jones. Keep in mind they got Quan Alexander back, and we have to know about Brian Bulaga, the right tackle for Green Bay. He was sick last week. I would anticipate he's going to be ready to play, but if he goes in this game, that's obviously an upgrade for both Aaron Rodgers and uh, and uh, Aaron Jones over where they were last week. But for the Packers, I look at Rodgers, I look at Devontae Adams, uh, Aaron Jones for sure. Maybe you could take a shot on Alan Lazard who got dinged up last week. Don't really like anybody else. Um, maybe with the exception of Jimmy Graham who wasn't a big game last week, but he did make a couple key catches. All right. What about 
on the other side, the San Francisco 49ers? Well, the 49ers, I think the only thing that the Packers can do to really win this game is to rush Jimmy Garoppolo and force him into mistakes. And the last time these two teams played, the Packers did sack Jimmy Garoppolo uh, three times in that game. However, Jimmy Garoppolo did not turn the ball over. He had a fumble. He did not lose it. He only had 20 pass attempts. They played an efficient game. He had 253 yards uh, passing and two touchdowns in that game. But we saw the Packers last week against Seattle, the Smith boys, Preston Smith and Zadaria Smith, they each sacked Russell Wilson twice. That is the key here. This game is going to be decided by one of these two defensive lines. I am fully, I'm fully betting on it. And as you saw, if you can get into Jimmy Garoppolo's spot, prevent him from stepping up into a throw, I think he's somebody that you can force into a turnover. And that's how the Packers are going to have to play this game, but I do rank Jimmy Garoppolo higher than Aaron Rodgers this week simply because he's playing at home, and I think he's playing against, of these two defenses, the worst defense. Now, Raheem Moster in the back backfield looked like he was cramping up last week. That's, uh, that's what he told reporters, and because of that, he seeded work in that game. Uh, he seeded work in that game to Tevin Coleman, who ended up having his best game in quite some time. So uh, Raheem Mostert was cramping up. Tevin Coleman became the hot hand, and Tevin Coleman took over with the 22 carries and the two rushing touchdowns. Mostert had 12 for 58, and none of these running backs, including Kyle Juszczyk, caught a pass. Uh, that includes Matt Breida. Only four players caught passes for Jimmy Garoppolo last week. It was a game that they won on the ground. Now you wonder... Do you think that they're going to be able to run the ball effectively or is what the Packers did last week to Marshawn Lynch and Travis Homer a sign of what's to come? My take away is that the, the 49ers are going to be able to run the ball far more fact effectively than Seattle did last week. They've been a great running team all year. And I actually really kind of like Mostert this play as a DFS option because we know the reason Tevin Coleman got the 22 carries last week. It's it, I think Coleman might be a better bet after what happened last week, but if Mostert's cramping up, he's a little bit dinged up, maybe his ownership's a little low, and we know he can create explosive plays both through the air and on the ground. Anything else about the Niners we got to mention, Joe? Pass catchers or anything? Well, George Kittle uh, uh, missed practice on Wednesday. He was back on Thursday. He had 129 receiving yards the last time these two teams played. George Kittle is going to be the most popular tight end. Well, maybe he'll trade it off with Travis Kelsey uh, on the slate. Um, uh, uh uh, the Packers really have struggled at times with tight ends this year, and obviously George Kittle was one of them. Uh, Debo Samuel uh, benefited from not being called for that fumble in that game. I like him each and every week. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, just take your pick of these two. Uh, I like Debo Samuel more. I just think he's a nasty football player. I love watching him play. I think he's the better bet, but Emmanuel Sanders has kind of fallen by um, the wayside. So I think this is an exploitable game in um, – it, it, through the air. And I also think if you want to get a, a touchdown here, maybe Kendrick Bourne is your guy. Uh, he had 40 yards and a touchdown last week. You're going to need to play guys like Kendrick Bourne when you're playing DFS. Excellent work, Joe. I am fired up, ready to go. Sunday is going to be awesome. Dare I say a box of awesome, like the ones you get from Bespoke Post? Bespoke Post sends guys only the best stuff every month. So you want to craft your own hard cider 
or toast perfectly aged fall cocktails, Box of Awesome has you covered. Style and grooming goods, barware, cooking tools, outdoor gear. It's awesome. Here's what you do. You take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Based on your answers, they'll pick the right box of awesome for you. Free to sign up. You can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over 70 bucks worth of stuff inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code FEAST at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, code FEAST for 20% off your first box, which is simply incredible. Almost as incredible, I'd say, Joe, as all of the incredible stuff you just gave us. All that analysis of the divisional questions I had, all of the conference championship weekend strategy and DFS, that was amazing. Next week, we'll start to get into some really cool stuff that I think people will thoroughly enjoy as we'll have a week before the Super Bowl, which is awesome. I highly encourage, by the way, if you haven't already, to make sure you listen to the Even Money podcast for this week. We had Dave Mason from Bet Online on. We talked about a bunch of stuff. We also were able to go ahead and talk about our predictions for conference championship games on the Even Money Sports Betting podcast. Today, we had Greg Cosell on the Ross Tucker Football podcast. Tomorrow, we'll have Dan Orlovsky. It's huge, absolutely huge. Get into it. Highly, highly recommend it. Um, and start asking some questions. Joe's going to answer some questions starting next week. Just email me, ross at rostucker.com. Put fantasy in the subject line. Apple Podcasts, rankings, comments, much appreciated. If you feel like downloading us multiple times on multiple devices when you're bored or watching TV, that's cool as well. Other than that, I'm stuffed. Totally stuffed. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker football podcast, Even Money, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. One last thing before we let you go. I want to make sure the last thing you know about is betonline.ag. Because that's the last thing I want you to hear. If you're listening to this podcast, you like DFS, you like to put a little something-something on the games, well, I want you to put something-something on the games at betonline.ag using the promo code PODCAST1 where they give you a 50% welcome bonus, which is pretty sweet. If you haven't signed up already, go to betonline.ag, use the promo code PODCAST1. You can do prop bets. You can do over-under, you can do the money line, you can do the line, whatever you want. The place to do it, betonline.ag, promo code PODCAST1.